The show you're about to listen to is very old and comes with a warning. When we recorded these shows over a decade ago, the world was a different place and we were little more than children. As a result of this, you might hear a few things that by today's standards we judge to be inappropriate or offensive. Please don't be offended. In the years that have passed since recording these shows, we've all grown up to be wonderful, loving, liberal, free-thinking, open-minded individuals. If the us from over a decade ago say something to upset the you of today, please understand that we're as disgusted with ourselves as you are. But isn't this what life is all about? Learning and growing? We all said and did things in our younger days that make us cringe when we think about them. We just recorded it and put it out on the internet. With all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and there's just one more thing. Don't email the show or try to enter competitions. We don't have that email anymore and all the competitions are over. We do have a Facebook group where you're very welcome to discuss any aspects of the podcast. Please visit simplysyndicated.com for more information. Welcome to Movies You Should See. <laughs> this week, we're discussing the Martin Scorsese classic, Goodfellas, the definitive uh, film of the 1990s, and IMDb's oh. 23rd best film of all time. I'm Richard the de- Smith. The definitive film of the 1990s. Oh, you're opening big. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Alison Downing. Well. One of you, know you two, introduce yourself now. Do you know what? What? I'm Craig Bevan, and I'm Mike Dawson, as per usual. Okay. You've not always been Mike Dawson. Sometimes I'm Mike Crossan. You're not crossing today, are you? I am not crossing today. This is a superb film. Yep. Um, he always does it at the turn of the decade, Scorsese. For some, you know, he manages to pull it off at the turn of the decade. Raging Ball, 1980, Goodfellas, and then... Gangs of New York. Gangs of <laughs> New York was a bag of shit. I've heard mixed things. Some people, have, some people, I've not actually seen Gangs of New York, but some people have said it's absolutely amazing and other people have said it's absolute shit. It's Actually, the only person I've heard who says it's absolute shit is you, Richard, so I might have to go see it. No, my mum doesn't like it either. Oh, right. That's, oh, sealed the deal. I'm definitely buying it. I was having a conversation that went somewhere along the lines of, I hated it at first, but I've uh, watched it and watched it and watched it, and now it's part of my life. So I think Who's it's that? one of those. Uh, a friend at work uh, just see, said... You hate something. Why continue to watch it? I was just wondering that yes, myself. But, Still. Yeah. Oh, I hate this. I'm putting it on again. What am I doing? No! Well, I did that with Brotherhood the other day. I love Martin Scorsese. That was the the answer. And I think it'd be my answer as well, because there's not a great deal of stuff that this guy's done that I I would rate as shit, whether it was shit or not. I think he's fucking God. (laughs) Or one of them, anyway. A bad film from Scorsese is still a classic. Yeah. He's (laughs) he's one of those directors who manages to just, you know... Minor masterpieces are like his equivalent of shit films, um, like Kundun. Has anyone seen that? Has anyone no, else seen I've, that? No. Kundun. Bizarre. Kundun. Um, bizarre, the, the way, um, you know, he used to, Martin Scorsese, gangster films, and then suddenly not just depart genre, but depart country as well and go off to Tibet and do one about the Dalai Lama, yeah. which was fair enough, and it's a bloody good film, but it was just no one expected that to happen. And then he's gone into, obviously, Gangs of New York and The Aviator and recently only just come back to the genre that we all know and love him for, The Departed, which, by the way, we said last week, is shit hot and you have to see it. And then uh, Goodfellas, which, yeah, is arguably his best film. Yes, I would agree with you there. I love it. It's my favourite. He directed Michael Jackson's video, Bad. And History. Mm. 
Crazy. Oh no, yeah, that's bad. Sorry. Yeah, he's done a few, which are, a couple of which aren't like that great. Um, Last Temptation of Christ being a good example. The King of Comedy, which wasn't funny. <laughs> it's not funny, um, but I don't think Cape it's Fear. supposed to be funny, is it? I think it's, it's not, quite a tragic story. Yeah, it's not meant to be funny. Cape Fear as well. Cape Fear is awesome. Cape Fear is amazing. It, Casino. It's, it's no good, Casino. fellas. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, I just dropped our microphone. All right. <laughs> well done. The, the stand isn't together as much as I would like, and it just sort right. of fell. Carry on. Right. Yeah, Casino's a belter as well. Casino's a winner. Um, I watched that again recently. Well, I say recently, it was two years ago. But, um, I, I, you know, it was one of those films you see it and you think, God, that was hard. And then you think, oh, I'm not going to watch that again for a while. And then you put it on again. And it's three hours long, but it just fucking flies, flies by. by yeah. Because the pace of it and the, the snappiness of it. And likewise with uh, Goodfellas, is like something like 160 minutes. And again, it flies by really quickly. Um, shall we actually talk? Story. There is a great deal of story, all based on true events as well. Which, yeah. Um, well, in fact, um, whilst I was in Vegas as well, um, Chris, uh, the guy I was staying with, pointed out the actual casino, which it was filmed at, and the actual casino it was based on. We walked past the bit, you know, the car bomb Yeah. outside. We walked past that. All right. That actual location where that did happen several years ago. All right. Which was quite interesting. Yeah. But it was actually filmed in a different casino, one sort of a couple of doors down. So many. So many. So, good fellas then. Okay. Ray Liotta. An is awesome. That Ray, is, is that this... Ray Liotta? Or Ray, 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 Liotta. Ray Liotta. He's a Ray Liotta. He is, isn't he? Um, arguably his best performance as well, I think. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Narc's well, pretty damn good. Narc is pretty damn good. Oh, I haven't I seen Narc. Seen Narc. You, see, have to. you have to. You have to see him. Need to be able to make this uh, comment. But see, I loved Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta is one of those that was a big actor post Goodfellas, and then sort of descended into a world of making reasonably shit films, like and, Mickey Rourke, Carlsberg advert, and Carlsberg. Oh, but that advert, advert's Oops. ace. The Heineken okay. adverts are ace. Yeah, yeah, he did shit stuff like Turbulence, and um, I'm trying to think of another shit film that he's done. But he's done loads of crap. Turbulence over the was years. awful. Was it the uh, the island? Not the island. I'm just oh, bringing him. Oh, up. I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, it's the like one where they safe, send him to an island. Yeah, I know which one you mean. I don't know what it is, but I know which one you mean. Yeah, it's it's Copland funny. though. He was all right in Copland. Um, Again, I've, I need to see Copland. That's good. Um, it's a good film. Of course, Field he was of Dreams. In yeah, he was in shit. He was in a lot of shit. Field of Dreams. Field of, Hannibal. Field of Dreams was good. Hannibal, yes, I forgot he's in Hannibal. Heartbreakers, of course. Heartbreakers, he's, he's brilliant. brilliant Heartbreakers. Look at all the fish. A good one is Blow the Rat Pack, as well. If you've ever seen that, no, that's plays, a t- uh, TV movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's him and Joe Montagna. And he mm. plays Frank Sinatra, and he's brilliant. All right. Keep a lookout for that. No Escape is the one with the island. Ah, that's the one. No Escape. No Escape. Turbulence, though. Dear God. Dear God. So also voiced um, Grand Theft Auto, Vice City. See, that made that game for me. That was brilliant. That he was, It was Ray Liotta. <laughs> brilliant. Love it. And then they got no one for the... Oh, and Muppets from Space, of course. Well, yeah, of course, but Goodfellas, okay. arguably one of his best. Uh, well, yeah. definitely. Probably yeah. his best, I would agree. Um, yeah, and then you've got Bobby De Niro, Joe Pesci. I say Bobby because we're on such good I was going to say, yeah, are you, are you mates now? Yeah. Yeah. Good old Bob. Bobby. He's a really nice guy. Did you see him in Extras uh, the other night? No. no. I got told about it. Oh, I do need to see it, though. Fantastic. Um, Lorraine Baracco. I can't ever pronounce her surname. Um, Bracco Bracco perhaps maybe or Braccio Bracciroli Lorraine Braccio I don't know well, I don't know why she's bored I like a good fellas she's like from Kazakhstan um, and US of A <coughs> who plays the therapist in The Sopranos which I don't think any of you have watched but um, she's like a pivotal character in Sopranos as well is and- she fit would we say she's fit yeah. yeah. She's got eyes like yeah. Elizabeth Taylor. Also, I yeah. thought, anyway. Definitely. That's a quote. That's the quote. Okay, so what we're we going with then? Let's sort of talk about the story. Let's go from the beginning. As far back as Let's I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Now, that opening yep. thing in this film is them in the car. 
Three Weren't we going to open this podcast with uh, as far back as I can remember? I wanted to be a podcaster. <laughs> oh yeah, as we were. Back as, I rem- as far back as I rem- can ever remember, I wanted to do a podcast about Goodfellas. So <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he wants to be a gangster. We pick him up as a very young boy, and he lives in an apartment with his six family members across from a taxi stand, which everybody sort of knows is where the local mafia hang out. And he's obsessed with this place, gets an after-school job there, gets in with the mobsters, he's driving their cars, doing all sorts of errands for them, and he gets pretty much in. By the age of 13, he's making more money than most of the adults in the neighbourhood. Well, he ditches school altogether. His father's not happy, his father's Irish. His mother is purebred Sicilian. He's not happy. She's quite happy. For him to be hanging around with a mob, but his dad's pissed off. We see his dad kick the shit out of him with a belt, yeah. but that was discipline in those days. Well, you can kind of see mm. how he sort of latches on to <clears throat> these guys to replace his father, you yeah. know, because his father gets all these uh, rules in place that he doesn't feel that he can live with, but he can live with the guys over the streets. So they just replace his, his own family. Hmm. Eventually, he meets a young Joe Pesci. Yep. I have to say, I think the guy, the, the kid they get to play a young Joe Pesci is brilliant. His accent and voice are bang on. Mm. No, it's good. It is good. The very beginning in the car, when he thinks he's run over something, and we're with these guys in the car, he gets out, they open the boot up, or the trunk, or whatever. Trunk. And uh, there's a guy in there that's sort of half dead, half alive, and Joe Pesci pulls a knife out of his jacket and stabs the guy time mm. after time after time. And uh, that right there is where my mum left. She just walked around. <laughs> she said, I can't, I can't watch this. This is too much. That's one of the nastiest points of the film, though. It is, and that's within yeah. the first 30 seconds. This film mm. establishes itself for what it is right there, right then, with that little yeah. opening shot from Henry as he starts Well, just the first line, you know it's story. going to be grim. Yeah. It's about but, gangsters. But the nature of the violence was nothing like you'd ever seen before. You know, nobody... You'd seen people get stabbed, but you never saw the knife going in. And you mm. never heard the flesh ripping as it went through. And uh, she just couldn't take it. Mum was gone. She was too far <laughs> for mom. her. Never before seen on television or or on DVD or video back then. Real hardcore violence right there. My mum turned off Robocop when Ed 209 shoots that guy at the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) That's just funny. It is now, but... It wasn't then, Craig. Back then it was... God, back in the day... When when you were butting nappies, it was it was frightening. It was. <laughs> you just don't understand. You were, oh dear! You were in nappies in nineteen eighty seven. Is there <laughs> something you want I to had tell a me? Sheltered childhood. Have I have I outed you now? I'm sorry. <laughs> you bastard! Big, big fuck off nappies. <laughs> Um, what makes you think I'm not going on now? Oh, dear, it's a bit shit. Anyway, what what we needed to talk about is who Jimmy was and how he meets Jimmy. Okay, so while he's still a young man, he meets Jimmy, played by Robert De Niro, or Bobby De Niro. <laughs> and he's this sort of flamboyant gangster type. Flamboyant, not in a sort of Danny LaRue kind of way. Flamboyant with his cash. Yeah, flamboyant He's with his cash. He's a heavy tipper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to say, so there's already sort of uh, an attraction to that kind of lifestyle straight away, isn't there? Yeah, Jim is his role model, really. Yeah. Although Paul is the boss, Jim is the one that he's with and who he's hooked to. Yeah. Well, they're on the same level, you see. Paulie never goes out, Paulie never does anything. He just receives tribute. He's a made man. Exactly. Jimmy goes out, he robs shit. Yeah. And he kills people. That's his thing. Uh, yeah. He likes to steal. Mm. Right, I'm trying, I'm, I'm finding it quite difficult to remember the story of this film. And I'm, I'm thinking that maybe it was because there really wasn't one until no. the second half of the film. It's That's event it. the, after event. That's what just, we see. We're just following his life, really, aren't we? And it's not any sort of great specific story or... Well, the heist that's going on. There's when the feds get on to them. Like mm. the importance of the airport. They say that, you know, they're right next to Idlewild Airport. They're in with the security there. They can nick pretty much anything they want from that place. 
So they've established that they've got a network at the airport. They've established that um, there's gun trading going on. And they then established a bit later on that there's drug dealing going on. As each activity gets added to the guy's repertoire, we get to see it. I think that's what this film is. They're in a storyline. It's, oh, and then this happened because we hooked up Mm. with that guy. It's sort of a collection of mini storylines. Some scenes are storylines in themselves. Some go over a couple of scenes, but there are there are a few underlying themes that go throughout all of them. Such well, of course, as the drug well, dealing. it is. But what another sort of great point about this film is it's based on true as well. Yeah. So there is that element. As well. That's it's it. based on it his testimony. Interesting. So we get and shown what his testimony was as yeah. he related it, <clears> as it was, you know event-to-event diary sort of thing. Was he in any way directly linked to the making of the film? I believe so. I'm sure he was in some capacity, wasn't he? Well, he wrote the book, didn't he? Um, Yeah. It's a book he's based on, and he's still in the Federal Witness Protection Programme, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he did a documentary not long ago. There was a real Henry Hill or something like that. I think because Paul is dead now. Yeah. He died... Quite some time ago, I think, in the late 80s. Jimmy is, as it said, will be eligible for parole in 2004 when he'll be 78 years old. So Mm. he may or may not be out now, I don't know. He might have died Mm. or whatever, but he's certainly not in a condition to go and whack somebody. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Never know. Just takes an active... uh, No, he's he's an old man now. He's not really Robert De Niro. Right. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So the where violence, were we? On, go on. The sorry. violence. Let's let's go on with the violence because yeah, like you were saying, Alison, it is very. Um, I don't use this word far too much, but it's very visceral violence. It's yeah. very realistic violence. It's very uh, in your face. It's um, unpredictable as well. Yeah, it comes out of nowhere sometimes. And it's like violence is. That's part yeah, of the. Yeah. They all of Martin Scorsese's films. The tension is almost built up on the belief that it's the 24 tension mechanism, the belief that anyone can get shot or stabbed or maimed or gutted at any given point in the film and it's going to look horrendous. So the whole film, the whole way through Casino, you're on edge thinking, when is the next vicious, horrible guy going to get stabbed with a pen in his neck? You know, the whole way through The Departed, you've got a similar sort of sensation. The whole way through um, Goodfellas, you've got the same sort of, the sensation of where, when, when is the next shocking, horrible thing going to happen, which is kind of what keeps you on the edge is that you don't know these people are so unpredictable yeah. as with most violent people in real life. There isn't that whole, you know, the standoff with the guy who's got a hostage and is he going to shoot him? Is he? No, he just shoots him, you know, and it's that kind of, you know, the, what am I, what am I funny? You know, that had me oh, on the edge of my scene. Funny how. Scene. Funny, funny how, how, that's scene. it. Well, funny, according well, like I amuse you. On the, on the trivia here, it says, according to Maxim Magazine, Joe Pesci wrote and directed the You Think I'm Funny scene at Martin Scorsese's request. It makes it's, sense. It's Joe Pesci going crazy. Literally. Mm. God, you really didn't want to be in Ray the Art's position. No. Being the other side of that conversation. I mean, that's a conversation with a madman right there. Yeah. It yeah. was just designing what he's saying to make you feel foolish, to stop you in your tracks. And so to temperamental. Yeah. I love it. Horrible. On IMDb, Joe Pesci's mini biography describes him as a compact Italian American actor. <laughs> compact. Yes, he's, he's compact. <laughs> Have you met Joe? You've got to meet Joe. Oh, what's he like? Well, he's very compact. <laughs> you know, you can put him in a pocket, little guy. Bless him. Pint size. But he's he's one who's had some of the most amazing women throughout his life as well. And you look at him thinking, but you're a little runt, mate. Yeah, but how much <laughs> power has he got? Yeah, Not he commands. Much. He just commands, <laughs> doesn't he? Unless you're drawn in by characters that he's played. Unless you think he's Tommy. He's just you a little loud guy. To we me. haven't met him. <laughs> he literally is Tommy to me. I think that Joe Pesci is Tommy. <laughs> and if I ever met him, I'd fucking shit myself thinking, God, you're just about to shoot someone in the foot, mate. Aren't you? Well, is he one of those actors that you think he really is like that? Like he... we were talking oh. yesterday about Ray Winston, and I would agree that he is an actor that when you see him 
being like he famously is on screen, you do think that's what you're like in yeah, real life. Yeah, that's not much of a stretch. You're is not it? acting. No, I can see that. And maybe with Joe Pesci, I mean, obviously, I'd take away the organised crime stuff, but <laughs> is he that much of a little bastard? I don't know. No, because what we were saying last uh, a couple of weeks ago on the Lethal Weapons show, he's completely different in yeah. Lethal Weapon. He's completely different in well, he's obviously lightened up for Home Alone, mm. but you know, there's not, you know, there's. He isn't always that, but he does such a compelling performance of this little psychotic. Well, this is it. He generally, you, you, it, you, you you believe it so completely and wholly, and then he repeats it in Casino. He very uh, much plays the same part in nearly every film he's in. No, well, no, he because he's not the same part in Lethal Weapon. He's not the same part in uh, My Cousin Vinny. He's if not it's the, the same part in Home Alone, but he. He'd be strung up on John John Quartered and buried in the I North just, Sea in concrete. Imagine if they had that. Obviously, like, that's... Yeah, and chucks, a, chucks a paint pot at him and then he's like, uh, I'd stab him. You're fucking <laughs> throwing at me. Fuck you. You're fucking throwing at me for? You think I'm funny? Bastard. Think I'm funny? That would have made stab in face. Mm, stab in fun. face. With whatever implement is nearest. I don't know. I just felt he reached a point where what he was doing was playing Joe Pesci, whether that be a toned down version or a comedy version or a violent gangster version. He well, was have just we ever seen Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci in interview? Do we know what he's like? No, but I will, I will be scouring YouTube later. Do it. For that now. And in the same way, Robert De Niro oh, is funny. another actor who gets a lot of credit for being an amazing actor, but he really just played gangsters. And then he just sort of plays Robert De Niro now. I remember once I read something, um, and it was just, it was, it wasn't in a film magazine. And you could tell it wasn't in a film magazine because the person didn't know shit about films who'd written it. Um, but they were just saying, they were like talking about Robert De Niro and just saying that, um, and he's an amazing actor because he can play both cops and criminals. <laughs> really? There That's you the go. Benchmark. There That's you go. Actor. That's a sign of a good actor. He's proven <laughs> that he can play both cops. And crooks. At the same time. At the same time. Crooked cops. Yes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what an actor. Um, Copy crooks. <laughs> he's, he's just not the greatest actor that ever lived. Now, no, granted, not. when he's on screen, he's generally amazing. Yeah, he, that he, is all he does. Such a presence. It's all he plays is this character in Goodfellas or Vito Corleone or... Slightly you know, unhinged. Oh, Mr. Fucker. Yeah, even <laughs> that is just the com. He's playing Jimmy, really, yeah, a, a toned-down comedy version, but he's not funny himself. He's the straight man to Ben Stiller's funny guy. Mm-hmm. No, so, he, never, he, can't, he can't do comedy. Either. No. Um, he's not funny in the slices. Robert De Niro. I don't funny think. I, yeah, I don't think <laughs> I've ever seen a Robert De Niro performance that makes me laugh. No, you haven't. I mean... God, no, everything in Meet the Parents and all that sort of thing is based on what goes on around him. It's mm. not him. He doesn't do comedy, but mm. he says he does. Even in Extras, mm. he had a line. Yeah, but it was about you know, him just sat there, wasn't it? It's about fucking hell. Robert it's about him playing off, sat um, opposite me. <laughs> Richard Martian, isn't it? Steve Martian. Yeah. And he's just brilliant. I... I take my hat off to him for containing He's the best character in the piece. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. (laughs) But he's a pain in the ass. He should go. (laughs) He shouldn't be his agent. He's so funny. Even though I've done absolutely nothing, can I still have my 12.5%? Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Caught him having a wank. That was brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I need to see that. I've not seen that yet. Fantastic. So, we get all this glory sort of this this sort of really attractive view of this gangster life then you hit a point and then it descends into shit Mm. about pretty much halfway through the film would you agree via cocaine via cocaine cocaine. yeah um now this is a a little um a plot device well not even a plot device it's based on true events but it is a plot device that has been used uh subsequently in a number of films most notably blow um, where the, you know, the successful, talented guy who could have probably put his talents and his energies into any legitimate business, um, and, uh, done well 
chooses the gangster life and then squanders his talent for drug abuse. Would seem like quite a patronising morality tale if it wasn't done so compellingly realistically. You know, the stuff with um, where he is just losing his temper with the the woman he's fucking on the side or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and just you can just see him becoming far more more sketchy and using more of it and depending on it more. And, and I love how fucked up he looks. Yeah, yeah. towards the end he looks when he's an using absolute a lot. wreck. Yeah, he does. Mm. Well, they I, both do. I don't know how he got himself to look like that. To be honest, no, because he really did look wired. Yeah, really no, they pasty both and sweaty. Absolute wrecks, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And I'm get I'm guessing that um, Liotta is of method school, so I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering how the hell took a load of coke. I'm not, possibly allegedly I'm maybe not alleging that. I'm just wondering how the hell he did get himself to look like he just had about twelve lines of coke. Makeup. Good makeup. makeup then. Yeah, you put some pasty makeup. makeup on him and spray some water. And he and, looks like he's his eyes put some red under his nose. Yeah. Well, they always do that though. When, whenever there's a, a realistic or a very realistic depiction of drug use in the films, it's always there's always a rumor circulating that yeah that they actually did do drugs. And you can kind of tell the ones where they did do drugs because they don't actually come up with a plausible reason otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's the ones where it's like, oh, they look like they did drugs and that. No, we use this makeup effect. We got uh, eye drops in the guy's eyes at this point, um, and we made him stay up all night. Um, to the next day, so he looked even more um, fucked than the way he was before. Oh, right, that's how he did it. Did he use drugs? No. <laughs> no. We would never do that. <laughs> what, did, what did you do then? Can't tell you. <laughs> you know, th- those are the ones where you know that they probably did do a shitload of drugs instead. Well, human traffic is better than they all did. <laughs> human traffic's funny. Mm. I didn't think they did drugs oh, for that's the same. filming. Oh, there's this, no, no, no! But they they scene. had experience of it. Oh yeah, that was the point of how they all got the part. Yeah. But there's one <clears> scene <throat> where it's um it's quite clear. Really? Yeah. Oh, where they're all against white backgrounds, and you just see images of them. Right. And it's kind of blurry. Need to watch it again. Yeah. Very clear. But he, <laughs> he comes to cocaine because of prison. They all got a prison. Um. Oh, the prison bit is brilliant. And, And yeah, I love this because we're talking about food here, aren't we? All these gangsters uh, locked up, but they've All sat together in this room. Yeah, it's like uh, Italian-American social club in there. You know, they've got the best steaks and the best pasta and they're having two-course meals every night. Blind eyes turned everywhere because the uh, prison guards were being paid off to allow Henry to sell drugs. And and when uh, he comes out, hey, you popped your cherry. Yeah. <laughs> it's bloody brilliant. He comes out and he's suddenly got Pittsburgh connections, which puts him in the cocaine business. But Paulie quickly expresses that he doesn't want him to do any of the drug business. He wants that to not be part of what he does because it's too hot. That's one of the Mm. underlying things all the way through, though, is that while we're watching him do the drug deal, all the time you're thinking, but what if Paulie finds out? Mm. What if Paulie finds out? You know there's going to be massive consequences for him. There is is a a certain amount of authenticity to this film, which is fantastic. Like, just little moments of um, realism and everything. And the performances go to such a remarkable detail. Just reading here, um, that apparently in, there was a documentary in, was in the UK called The Real Goodfellas, where uh, Henry Hill claimed that Robert De Niro would phone him about seven or eight times a day to discuss certain things in Jimmy's character, such as how would Jimmy hold cigarettes, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it's that kind of Michael Mann-esque detail in yeah. to, which you're going to. Um, it's almost OCD, isn't it? Hmm? It's almost OCD. You know, yeah. that need for perfection. Yeah, yeah. Well, need for that, yeah, that those realistic touches and that realistic um, depictions. Uh, there was a film, uh, was it uh, 24-hour party people I've not seen, but I've been reliably informed that the people that it's portraying have sat and watched the film and gone, that's that's him. That's You've just nailed him right on the head. You know, yeah. wanting to get... Wanting to get that depiction so correct and, you know, right down to, yeah, how they hold cigarettes and stuff like that and just 
just the little touches, which makes you set up with like Ray as well, like we were watching. Mm. Mm. Um, well, Jamie Foxx was blinded. Don't forget for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. How could I forget? I'm still waiting for Stevie Wonder the movie. Can't wait. <laughs> Stevie Wonder the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what they'll call it as well. A movie yeah, they won't just call it. <laughs> no, I, they might call it the Wonder Years. <laughs> oh dear, that's 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 depressing. Stevie and the Wonders. Now you see, this this film, um, right? There's a quite quite an odd little thing here, but um, in terms of its genre, it's not the best. Well, it's now, not is, the best gangster film. It's not the best gangster film ever made, which is kind of what, you know, there are so many good ones. What is there the best are, gangster film ever made? Well, The Godfather. But, I mean, in terms of, but because it's, because it's always got that over it, and it's, but it is a completely different style, and it's oh, yeah. a completely different era, and it, the only thing it's really got in common is it's dealing with Italian-American gangsters. Well, um, hang on for a minute, because The Godfather is far less of a gangster film than this. This is this is a film about organized crime and the violence and this being is, a gangster. Whereas no, it's the Godfather is a, a family film. It's about film. gangsters. Well, I yeah, always they're both about gangsters, but they're addressing yeah, one's addressing the mechanisms in place and how it's uh, genres and subgenres though, really. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's genres it's putting and genres. them into such a narrow box. You know what I mean? The, the Godfather mm. is much more oriented around the family and what happens to the family. Mm. And and he's less caught up in the you know we get to see a couple of violent acts and that are very relevant but a lot of it happens behind the scenes. Oh, I think the Godfather is far more violent than Goodfellas in really? terms of what you see actually happening. Not in terms of the delivery of the violence. Obviously, Goodfellas beats it hands down. But in terms of like you know the the uh, the massacre at the end and um, the first one and. Um, or the the war that builds up in the thing, but yeah, like you say, all of the the gangster stuff seems to be sort of backdropped. You do see it all, though, Rich. I mean, you, yeah, you remember, fair like, enough. The, the end of Godfather One is a bloodbath, but the um, and far more violent than anything in Goodfellas. But like I say, the way that they deliver the violence in Goodfellas is so much more compelling, yeah, and mm -hmm. so much more um, in your face than the Godfather ever did, even in the later one. Um, Number three. The scene um, with the helicopter. The scene with the helicopter. <laughs> my lucky coat. It's, it's my lucky coat. It's just almost comical, that scene. It's, it is. It's just it is. doesn't fit in the films at all. No. I mean, even when Sonny dies in the first one, sorry if you've not seen that, that scene <laughs> is awesome, but it <laughs> fits. Whereas yeah. the helicopter scene in three is like suddenly you're in an action movie. It's like suddenly they swapped sets for the day with Die Hard 2. Yeah, you'd um, expect, like, Arnie or Bruce Willis to run through the glass and jump onto the bottom of the helicopter and climb in and pull the guy out and all yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, just kind of, yeah, that was part of one of the problems with Godfather 3. But uh, we won't get onto that. And Sophia um, Coppola. Oh, yeah. Shit in yeah. films, shit making films. Mm, really? I disagree. Uh, good, good making films, shit in films. I will yeah. take you on that one. New ones come out, in fact, hasn't it? Marie Antoinette starring Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, got quite good reviews. Good reviews. Empire's given it four anyway. See, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm dodgy about Kirsten Dunst as it is. Yeah, but she was good in The Virgin Suicides as well, and, that, and that's another Sophia Coppola. I need to see that. First, didn't, didn't Angelina Jolie win an Oscar for that? She wasn't in it. That would have been <laughs> a remarkable achievement. What did she win an Oscar for? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I have to look her up now. <laughs> Are you thinking of Girl Interrupted? Or? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm thinking of... I can't even spell that proper... I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of Girl Interrupted, Lina. not The Virgin Suicides. It's Girl Interrupted no. I have to see, which is good, because that keeps me away from another... Rider. Yeah, that keeps me away from another Sophia Coppola film. Maybe... Oh, you're just maybe, scared of liking it. Did she write the end... <laughs> sure. <laughs> did she? Did she know how the story you. concluded? <laughs> mm, yes. Well, then it, it it must be better than the shit I've seen. <laughs> old coals. Old coals. Oh, what? Dear. Wrecking over old coals. Okay, Bill. I don't know quite what's going to happen here, so we'll just shoot it where you whisper. Okay. Thanks. 
What? That's what happened. That happened. What do you want from me? It's not my fault. Anyway, I'm going to drag us back to topic. Yeah, I think you should. Um, Goodfellas to me wasn't about the uh, Italian-American mafia. It was about guys just on the outside of it. We were following uh, Jimmy and... um, What's his name? Tommy. No. Henry. Henry. Jimmy and Henry can never be made men. No. Because they've... They're not pure Italian. Part Irish. Neither. Yeah, well, Irish. there's a big thing about Tommy in that sense as well, isn't there? No, Tommy's American Italian. He's, and, no, and, he's, he's entirely but, Italian. Italian. Yeah. That's what I'm meaning. But naturalized American Italian. Yes. So yeah. His mum played by Martin Scorsese's mum, which is kind of cute. I thought you were just going to say Martin Scorsese. <laughs> no, no. He gets a wig. He gets a little dress. dressing gown. He's away. <laughs> <laughs> the bushy eyebrows are a bit of a giveaway. I love her yeah. scenes. She's so think, natural. Don't you think Martin Scorsese looks like he is a Muppet? Yeah, he does. Like if you, <laughs> that, you know, nothing else you can say about that. It looks like he is a Muppet, <laughs> but not in the derogatory sense of "oh, no, you he's Muppet" god. kind he's of way. God. Yeah, he's, he's not god. He's, <laughs> he looks like a Muppet. Okay. That's all. Which oh no, that's why when they made the gangster Muppet, it looked like Martin Scorsese. Maybe. Yeah. Carry on. Right. <laughs> they did. You know, they did that like series of the Muppet Show, like a new no. one, a couple of years no. ago. It had a gangster Muppet that was modelled on Martin Scorsese. Right. Okay. And it had the big bushy eyebrows and all of that, <laughs> and was Italian American. He Muppet. turns up in The Sopranos as well, briefly. As, Does he? As, Mar- as Martin Scorsese, and he's going in, and two of them. He's going into a nightclub, and two of the main gangster characters see him going in and say, "Marty." Kundun, I liked it. And it's <laughs> <laughs> fucking good scene. The Sopranos as well. Sopranos is amazing. Amazing show. None of you have watched it, have you? No. 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 Awesome. Don't know why. Yeah. I think it was just one of those where I was just far... T- it was on far too long before I sort of tried to get into it so I couldn't be bothered to go back. Yeah, I you need you to mean. see it from the start, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. I would have to make some time to watch that. Oh, there's so much to watch in so little time. So where are we on Goodfellas? Well, what else have we got? Um, we well, can't we really go much to... further with the plot without giving Not too really, much away. No. No, this is no. really something you need to see for yourself all the way through. The acting is incredible. We've talked about that. How about the direction then? Okay, Not the really direction. Hit on the direction, have we? Well, let's talk about more. Uh, yeah, we have, we've hit it on it a, bit, a couple of times, but the... Well, another one of the Scorsese's that I missed, and I can't believe I forgot about it, was uh, The Wonderful Taxi Driver, mm. which features what, that what guy. What was his occupation? I think it was a film projectionist. Right, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that well-known film, Film Projectionist. That's the one. Yeah. Um, and which Martin Scorsese stars in, um, has everyone seen Taxi Driver? No. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah, the, the bit where he comes into the taxi and he sits down and he's talking about his wife fucking some other guy and how he's going to kill her and... Um, and that's Martin Scorsese in the back of the taxi. And, uh, apparently, the actor just didn't show up. He was <laughs> going to play that part, so Marty just stepped in and uh, kind of uh, what what you've done in the past, Mark. I've done that a couple of times, yeah. Um, but the um, yeah, he just stepped in and did the part. And can you imagine being that actor and just thinking, "Fuck, I could yeah, have been he, in Taxi Driver." He could have been in Taxi Driver, <laughs> but I was busy getting a blowjob. Fuck. <laughs> um, oh, though you put it like that, yeah, it's not. Bad. Then again, you get so yeah, much more head. There's, 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 there's <laughs> plenty of days left in your life to get head. Yeah, you know? true. And you get so much more as a result of being in Taxi Driver, exactly. I'm sure. Exactly. There's only one day when you can be in Taxi Driver, yeah. and that's today. Yeah. Have head tomorrow. Yeah. That's what that guy should have said. Yeah. Um, but they <laughs> probably had his mum died or something. I don't know. Oh, and he was having head. How did he say this? Sick fuck. Anyway, are you still there? Yeah. 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 Okay. Just listening to this wonderful display that's going on. Yeah. Before so, our very ears. Taxi Driver is, is probably, um, is what I would argue Whoop. is uh, Mark Scorsese's <laughs> um, best film. Right, I'll go with that. Yeah. No, um, actually, I'd prefer see it. this one. No, I'm going to sit really? on several fences. I just oh. lined up. I really straddled can't. on fence. What, what yeah. are your several fences then? Oh, um, Goodfellas, Departed, um, Taxi Driver, 
Raging Bull. No, The Departed wasn't as good as Goodfellas. Oh, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. The way I felt when we left the cinema. Oh, it was inside, amazing. Internally, physically felt after watching that film. Yeah. It was amazing. And it, it took you on the journey with them and it made you want to be a gangster. Just like this film does. The the fact that it shows you the downside and his his complete destruction is irrelevant to you. You want that lifestyle. You want to be a gangster, and that's what he's very good at dragging you into. You want- and The Departed had that as well, but I don't think as a film in general it will have. I want, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say on, classicness. I'm on the fence with the uh, with the Goodfellas Departed argument. I could go either way. I'd need to watch Goodfellas again and and see. But um, I do really think The Departed was one of the best films I've ever seen. It was Me amazing. Too. Um, but um, Taxi Driver is number one for me. Uh, I don't think you can put Mean Streets into the run. Really, no, it's, it's very good. A little bit weaker. A little weak. It's a bit choppy. You know, the storyline's a little bit choppy. Um, and it, it doesn't engage you quite as fully. Cape Fear is good, but it's by no means his best. Yeah. No, it's like we were saying early, well. uh, earlier, it's one of his weaker films. It's still a minor classic, you know. It's yeah. Still, yeah. It's, but it's no way near touching the other. Casino is Goodfellas Part Two. It is. Yeah. It is um, really, isn't it? So it kind of loses points for that straight away for lack of originality. Kundun is very, very good. Um, but by no means his best film. I think you got to be really. I haven't seen Gangs of New York or Aviator, but um, of course Aviator. But as far as I'm concerned, it's yeah, it's between The Departed, Goodfellas, and um, Taxi Driver. But Taxi Driver just takes that a little bit further. Takes the biscuit. Takes the biscuit. If not for nothing else, the final shootout is just incredible. Let's not reveal anything to our viewers, the not- viewers, listeners, or me. Trust, trust me, trust me. I don't trust you. I just you. said there was a shootout. I didn't say anything about it. So at but, the end. Yeah. I know, it's a shootout at the end now. Well, you've ruined it. You've ruined it, you bastard. I've ruined it by telling there's a major plot device that is in almost every other gangster film yeah. ever. Yeah, I can't watch it now. You can't watch it now. <laughs> right. Bastard. I loved it I when The t- Departed had a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> Cock! Uh, yeah. Excuse I, me? I'm sorry. Just wanted to get it in. All right. Did you now? (laughs) I liked it when Rear Window watched out of his window. (laughs) No, let's not get on to this. We'll be here all day with silly ones. And we'll have another forum thread with 480,000 different ones. Some of which were very funny. I liked it when Goodfellas got out of jail. That kind of works. I know. I like Goodfellas, and I think it's elevated somewhat because of the uh, relationships that Henry's got particularly with his wife, Karen. Um, she also gets to narrate some of mm. the portion of the film because yeah. she's obviously given it's her journey as well. as well. Yeah, of how she went from absolutely hating this guy the first time that she met him, she thought he was arrogant and rude. Um, to well, she hated everything, didn't she, really? She just could not identify with it. Well, she couldn't, but she very quickly got sucked into that yeah. lifestyle yeah. of going nice places and having tables prepared for you. Um, oh, which oh, comes what? to the classic scene. The scene with the makeup. Uh, sorry, I was, thinking of the, I was thinking of the table where they first go in and they go through the kitchens. That whole trekking shot as it follows that, them from the car one, across the street. That one shot, yeah. I'm talking about when she first meets all the other gangster wives after they got married and they have that uh, sort of uh, beauty therapy session all together. And one of the wives is painting up another one of the wives to look like Mel Gibson in Braveheart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not... Go and watch it. No, she's like Braveheart. Half her face blue. Honestly. (laughs) Go back, rewatch it. It's in there. I'm not kidding. Braveheart. Do they talk about freedom? She screams it and throws a sword. <laughs> in a bad Scottish accent. It, it lands in the grass and wobbles a bit. Do, in that scene, do they manage to disregard all historical accuracies as well? <laughs> and you pretty much got a microcosm of Braveheart within a five-minute section of Goodfellas. Yeah, they set That'd it in America. No, they just read them and stuff. That's all it is. And yeah, Mel, Mel saw that scene and thought, I've really got something here. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you call inspiration. <laughs> 
<laughs> Braveheart was inspired. Braveheart. By... You heard it here first. Braveheart was inspired by Goodfellas. The makeup scene. The makeup scene. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I know it sounds crazy, it? but go and watch that scene. You'll, you will see it. It's very clear. She's having her face mask. She's, she's dressing up like Mel Gibson. I, but you, I'll, she have a big like, mullet These as women well. have got bad skin, you know? They've got. Does she have a big fellas. mullet as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, she does. Much. Yeah. Big bouffant thing. But, <laughs> but it's all about Karen and how she suddenly starts accepting all this as all right, yeah. really, when this seriously stupid amount of money starts flowing in. Well, it's so glamorous, though, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. almost to the point where, what the hell can I do with all this money? Well, I can spend it on imported furniture, and I can exactly. spend just... it on all these clothes. Yeah. She, oh, that's it, isn't it? Though? That's that's the wicked bit, as it, what Goodfellas has taught us. It's actually getting. It's now become getting money is the easy part. Spending it is the hard bit. Yeah. You know how do you how do you spend it? How do you account for your earnings when you don't pay taxes and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that? Which is the harder part of getting you know of the the theft business as it were. Yeah, Karen's also she has to accept that there's two other women in his life as well. The first one she's not keen on accepting with the mistress, Janice. Yes. Um, but the third one that comes along, the coke chopper, she's all mm. right because she's part of the business and she's part of the chain of money that comes into the house. So, um, yeah, I think it's just interesting how we see her go from this small town suburban girl to this woman who's dripping in gold and covered in furs and completely okay with her husband's um, philandering, really. Mm. Philandering, I love that word. <laughs> Philander. Have we got anything else to say about Goodfellas? Because in all honesty, I need a toilet break. The score. Mm. The score? The score. I love the score of this film. 4-0. Oh, this is a solid 10-0. It's a brilliant score. Um, I think the, the choice of music is bang on. We get to hear Martin Scorsese's uh, favourite track, Gimme Shelter, which always pulls you nice and neatly into that kind of underworld of the 70s. Oh, I just completely forgot. We um, also have one of the finest performances from Samuel L. Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah. As For about Black a guy. minute. What's his character's name? Black guy. What's his character name? I don't know. Oh, it's no, it's a funny gangster name. Keep, yeah, he's. It's just one where he dies. Yeah. In his pants, bless him. In his well, little nylon pants. Frankie two times. Stacks. Stacks. Yeah. Stacks Edwards. That, I knew Stacks, it was a sort of funny, weird name. Yeah. So, some of the quirky characters you get though, as well, like Frankie two times, just. Quality. Mm. And the introductions to them is just great. Yeah, how perfectly timed is that? As he's yeah. narrating, then they say the line that links them to yeah. the name. Brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant as it's panning across them. It's awesome. Well, well constructed. Oh, Mike, Samuel L. Jackson was in a couple of episodes of Spencer for Hire. Was he? Yes. Awesome. Uh, Baby Brooks. Yeah, to, in 86 and 87. And a man Brilliant. called Hawk. Ah, must have been Hawk's relative then. Yeah, that's pretty must have cool. been one of Hawk's relatives. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> good show. Good, good show, Spencer for Hire. So if you want to hear we? more about other Star Trek related things, check out Make It So, our Star Trek podcast. Mm -hmm. That's working the ad into the, the show. I, I saw did what you did there. Yeah, no, yeah. I saw yeah, what you did well, there. Well done. Very clever. Yeah, great. Sorry. It's like a double-decker bus. Although, where are we now, then? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say... I thought like a double-decker chocolate bar, you know, managed to get <laughs> no, the... Uh, no, no, no. I'm too... Yeah, yeah. ...and the chocolate all wrapped into underneath. one. Yeah. Yep. Brilliant. It is fantastic. Um, mm. One more thing one. to say about the score. I just love the use of um, Manish Boy that gets cut in at the end when the helicopter's chasing him and he's having that really bad day. Mm. Um... <laughs> there's a there's the drug taking music, and that's what he's having every time he has a line. He hears Manish Boy, or, or we hear it as part of the score, and um and that's when he's 
you know, his heckles go up a little bit more and his paranoia goes up just at the, yeah. the start of that music. It's brilliant. Of course he did it again in this. This was something I said about The Departed, was that he used a couple of pieces of music uh, that weren't twice. score twice. Mm. And yeah. that... it grated a little bit it felt oh I, cheap. I didn't mind that oh i like I, it i think it's it a would, nice little device it would have annoyed me if it wasn't scorsese i just assumed that because it was scorsese it was something really really clever that i didn't understand and so i just like went with it <laughs> i'm not <laughs> that willing if, to give people if, that much credit no if it had been michael bay or something else right. i just i'd have just said that was shit but because it was scorsese i was just like i clearly don't understand this that's it, <laughs> it's it the only links, reason. It either links two types of event or, or two events that are of the same type <coughs> or two perspectives of the same type. When you hear the Layla tune in Goodfellas, it's like a very outside shot. Henry didn't see that happening. It was just us being shown that. Yeah. Um, as if Not we were a watching lot. a film, almost. Not a lot of people realise that that is Eric Clapton Layla as well. Yeah. I didn't realise that for years. Bit. The second half of the tune. The it's just a bit. totally different tune in the second half. It's just two tunes in one. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> but that's all about the dead bodies, isn't it? That, yeah, that yeah. tune is like linked to us just seeing and, dead yeah. bodies. That's kind of a, well, it's a montage, isn't it, really? Yeah. Even Rocky had a montage. Even Rocky had a montage. <laughs> there is no I in Team America. Uh, yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that one week. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Worse. It's dangerous. Levels. Levels. Well, then. Well, then. Well, then. It's come to that time. Has it, it has. Time. Yeah. time for me and Craig to go to the shop and get a double-decker. Yeah, that's true. We are considering it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might be as well. I, I am know. now. You've said that. I never actually I really, I really, now, really fancy a double-decker. So do I. I've yeah. got a massive kind of as if I'm on a crazy hangover craving. I've got three fingers of Kit Kat in my bag. There's a whole bowl of Kit Kats in the kitchen. Oh, shit, yes, there is. We We're bought so a pack old. of 30 the other day. <laughs> I've eaten about 27 of them <laughs> yesterday. I told I you I can't have Kit Kats in the house. So it's, I'm going to have to lock them Sorry, Alison, could you, could you repeat that again? Sorry. Well, repeat which bit, Mike? The first bit. I've got three fingers of Kit Kat in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> We're killing ourselves here. <laughs> That's the best place to keep them. Yeah. Um, That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we're immature. Oh, you disgust oh, me. <laughs> we're going to go find an atlas and point at Uruguay in a minute and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, right. I think we should go. We've got to, yeah. Uh, MySpace page, myspace.com forward slash movies. You should see, add your profiles, add us to your, well, add our individual profiles to your profile. Let's Vote on, you. give us some comments. Vote on Podcast <laughs> Alley. Yes, please, do that. Do um, that now. If you don't, we'll come and find you. Write a review of us somewhere. Send us an audio comment, details on the webpage. Go to the store, buy old episodes, and go to the store and buy DVDs and download videos too. In DDO. Oh, and listen to other podcasts that we make. Stand on top of rooftop shouting our URL. If yeah. you want. Until you get arrested, then come down yeah. quietly. But still shout. And tell all the prison guards about it. Yeah. yeah. All of that sort of thing. Uh, brilliant. Right. Double decker. Double, Double decker. decker.